Why does this sound like half crazy? I don't know why this sounds... I know. Why does this sound like half crazy? That's so ill. All of my songs are so prophetic, bro. I'm like, when I find myself living, I'm like, yo, this is so-and-so right now. Like, I'm half crazy in myself right now. Am I being half crazy right now? Like, yeah, so many of my songs are like that. So many of my songs are like that. Like, I, I start living songs that I've written, like, way back in the day. Like, my last album, Feel the Real, oh, my God. It's so many records on that album that I'm like, bro, I wrote this five years ago. So long, 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 long time ago, before my jersey as an unengaged woman had been sent to the rafters, before I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, I was dealing with somebody and things were kind of crazy. Not just crazy, but half crazy. Pun intended because one of the biggest hits my guest today sung was a song called Half Crazy. Uh, music soul child he has sung about love's ups and downs and complicated relationships and dynamics lust and everything in between i cannot believe that next year is the 20th anniversary of his debut album i just want to sing but guess what he joins me today on jamel hill is unbothered to talk about that album and much much more There's a part of me that feels a little bashful um, about my guest today, just because in my mind, I've actually gotten married to many of his songs, maybe about at least three or four of them. Um, so to have him now sitting with me on this podcast, I feel like suddenly a little shy music soul child <laughs> that I was like, oh, because I'm but I'm sure you hear that often yeah, because you, you make songs that are. Um, classic. I mean, you make a lot of uh, different kinds of music, but right. you especially make have made a lot of classic love songs yeah, that many yeah. people have gotten married to yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and right? conceive children to right? people exactly. love chasing me down the street. Be like, that. hey, I'm like, what? Oh, owe you money, bro? Like, <laughs> nah, man. I made my kids to your music, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, thanks, thank you. A little too much information. Yeah. Well, yeah. even though you are a, a hip hop soul artist. Mm -hmm. um, you know, clearly you have a, a large fan base of R&B fans. Because it's in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we were speaking earlier and I was saying how, you know, I try to get people to understand that I make hip hop soul music. But I don't think people have enough references of that. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of like what I'm starting to like, kind of like realize in my own mind, you know, with my interactions with people. People are accustomed to that handle, the R&B handle. There's just something that they can grab onto. They got a lot of representation of R&B, what people consider R&B. Um, and I do make R&B music, so it's not entirely inaccurate. It's just that's not the an act, that's not an accurate category, if you will, or label or way to, you know, call what I do, you know, because what I make is hip hop. So R&B just happens to be a part of it. So um, next year, and, and this is one of those things that I often think to myself, damn, I'm getting old, but in a mm. way, it's a good thing for you. Mm. Um, how how would you think? How would you think I mean, that? I am, <laughs> well, no, next year is the 20th anniversary of yeah. your first um, album release, yeah. I Just Want to Sing. Yeah, and I yeah, cannot yeah. believe it's been 20 years. It's been years. 20 years, yeah. yeah so yeah. when you think about that album now, um, mm -hmm. 
what kind of comes to mind? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I came a long way. I was just recently talking to uh, somebody, but somehow I can't remember. I think I think I think it was um, the panel. It wasn't a panel. It was it was an interview, some press I did, and I was just telling people, you know, like you know, I I think about how far I've come and how I guess you know, relatively speaking, how long I've been doing it. But I still don't feel like I got started yet. I don't feel like I actually did did or started doing me. You know, I feel like I've just been. It's kind of weird. It's almost like it's a combination of feeling like you've been working at a job, you know, for so long. Like I've been working twenty years at this job, but now I'm ready to start my own business. You know what I'm saying? But actually, sometimes it it it's, it also feels more like I just been doing twenty years of college. <laughs> you know, well, more so 20 years of school, you know, and, you know, I spent more, more so like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years of college, you know, and I'm just like gathering all of this data, you know, while, you know, thankfully and respectfully at the same time, establishing a career for myself because I'm not going to knock what I did or what I did was pretty cool. Like I've accomplished a lot of things I'm grateful for, you know, and I'm proud of. Well, they always say that early on in an artist's career, those first couple albums may not be exactly reflective of the type of music that they wanted to do. I mean, yeah, that's w- very w- accurate. Would that apply to that's you? very, very accurate. Okay, even so- even kicking and screaming and you know telling folks that I was dealing with, it's like, yo, this is dope. Don't get me wrong, but this is not what I want to do. You know, but it works, man. I mean, I get that it works. But I'm not feeling fulfilled. But I mean, you gotta do what the fans like. I mean, the only reason why the fans like it is because y'all put the bread behind it to make it something. Like, come on, like, let's not act like we don't know what this is. Man, man, people love these. You know what? Cool. For the sake of the people and because they don't know any better, I'm gonna go along with it. But at some point, you know, I like to do what I wanna do, you know, and, you know, it, all the, the falling out and getting starting back up. And when you gotta restart stuff, you gotta start with what people know. So it's just like, it's this constant restart of, Lack of a better way of saying it, I know it may rub people the wrong way because I see their faces, they screw their faces when I say stuff like this, which is why, you know, I don't really like to talk about it a lot. But, you know, it's not what I wanted to do. It's not what I wanted to do. Not to be mistaken for that, you know, I don't like it or, you know, I don't I don't appreciate the value of it, especially of what it meant to other people. Like, I'm, it's not lost on me at all. But it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, it's like anybody, like, you could do whatever you may have been doing, and any everybody could love it. But if it's not what you want to do, it's always going to be that little disconnect from it, you know. And I don't want to continue doing things that everybody loves except me, you know, because it it messes with my ability of enjoying the moment with you. Because I, you know, it's kind of I, I don't lie that well, you know. So I don't want to ruin this moment of you being all happy. You know, oh, your song, this thing to me, and it's very nostalgic and special to you. And to me, I'm like, ah, eesh, <laughs> okay. that one. <laughs> well, look, I mean, this, I mean, one reason why I call this podcast Unbothered is because I definitely wanted it to be a platform for speaking your truth and being honest and being real. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm talking about. Because yeah. usually I wouldn't like go all in like this. But you know. so, so let me ask you, is there a song, mm. or maybe it's more than one song, mm. that we all love, mm. that we're like, oh, Man, music, this is everything. You sure you want to do that? You're like, I you hate sure this you, fucking song. Man. You about to kill everybody's dream <laughs> yeah, no, in about two seconds, bro. Kill some dreams. Bruh. <laughs> what song can't you stand, man? I can't stand love, bro. <laughs> you asked for it. 
that's now, awesome. <laughs> understand what I'm saying, though. Right. You know, because I know my, my people are cringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Let them cringe. My manager about to leave. <laughs> yeah, let them cringe. Y'all can deal with it. Hey, they can still play the song, okay? But here is why, though. <laughs> why do you hate love? You know what I'm saying? And and this is the thing. This culture of people, they don't, they don't pay attention. They don't listen. They just take one piece of something. And they just run, oh, that's, that's how they don't like, like bro. Listen, you, no one would like anything that they have to do the exact same way for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I make a little funny, you know, analogy. I'm like, okay, you want me to sing that song the same way, exactly the same way? Because, like, I've, through the years, I've kind of remixed it just to keep myself engaged with it and motivated to perform it because stuff do get boring, man. Like, I don't care how great y'all think it may be. It gets boring. You get on the stage and it's the same runs. It's the same melody. It's the same music. Like, come on, I want to, especially as a creative person, I want to switch it up. And not even just that for my own self, for you, for you guys. I want to give you more. You know, I want to do something. Look what I did with this song. I made it better. You know what I'm saying? But people like, but it's, it's not the same, like, you know, how you did it on the <laughs> album, man. Like, uh, you know, this song is special to me. And I, you know, all this, I get it. I get it. So I say, hey, since it's that deep for you, why don't you find the same outfit you had on when you first heard it? That's a good comeback. Can you still fit it? <laughs> like, I mean, not to be rude and disrespectful, I'm just saying. Right. Like, let's just be realistic. Why is it that everybody has the privilege to grow but us? Yeah. Like we have to be, you know, stuck in a time stuck capsule. Stuck in a yeah. time capsule. Like that's not realistic, you know? Yeah. And I get it. Like change is hard for some people. Some people don't know how to adjust that well, you know? And some people, they it's, it's almost like, I need for this to be the same, you know? Everything else in my life is, but I need for this to be, and I get it, you know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, everything in life promotes progress, and you can't have progress without change, <laughs> you know? So, some of us get stuck in that artist, you know, and we just give up. Be like, you know what? You know, y'all don't care, so I'm out, you know. Y'all can, maybe if I feel like it, you know, and if a promoter want to book me for a show, I'll do karaoke for you for the, for the bag. But, you know, and, you know, I'm not finna, like, you know, get my feelings invested in it, you know, to, like, set myself up for emotional failure. So when I, when I said that about love, what I'm saying is, even though I love the song, I love the concept of the song, there's a there's a an important message in that song. And no, it wasn't a gospel song first, and we turned it into like a lot of people like to say that. That's not actually what happened. In fact, to that point, it actually went the other way, you know. Um, and yes, I'm actually speaking to love, like as if love was a person, as if you were love, and I'm having a conversation with you. That's where the concept of the song came from, you know. It wasn't. It's not a, a euphemism for God, you know, even though it can be related to that, you know, if you choose, if that means it, if, if it means that to you. But if I'm being honest, if you want the honest answer, the honest answer is the idea came from me and my writing partner at the time. His name is Carvin Hagens. We were sitting around thinking about different concepts because, you know, and the, and, and the initial trigger was let's write a love song, but it's not a love song, you know. And then you called it love. Yeah, and we called it love, no, right? <laughs> okay. So uh, it was just the irony of it. And we wanted to make it so far away from a romantic song, you know, which is why it's, it's very weird that people like to get married to that song. So this, this is not a happy, it's a very emo song, bro. Like, really listen to the records. But, you know, people associate their own things, you know, which is cool. I, whatever, it's fine. I don't want to knock nobody's process. 
But if you're asking me the question and you want the honest, genuine answer, here's the answer. The answer to the question of what is that song about or where did it come from or why that song? And it came from the idea, because I, you know, I had to learn, I was talking to my publicist about it, you know, like through the years, this was actually really within the last two years, I had to come to grips with unpacking a lot of crap that I sort of incurred throughout my lifetime, you know, growing up, um, having certain experiences and you just push through, but you never actually deal with it. Meanwhile, it's dealing with you the whole time. And you don't, you know, you don't, a lot of people don't really get to the root cause of why they are the way that they are. You know, people are, man, it's just me, man, I'm just this. You know, but you, but everyone has the, the ability and the capacity to change and, and adjust and become better. And I'm always working towards that. So even from in that time, writing that song, right at that time I was living on the streets, I was having a hard, rough home life, you know, some of it was self-inflicted, you know, I can't put it on my, my folks, you know, all of it, but you know, growing up in Philly, Philly's a rough town, especially at that time, you know, I'm, I'm a artistic person. So my view on life is just different. You know, I feel like a sore thumb sticking out, you know, black sheep, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, what's wrong with this guy? I'm just different, you know? And I didn't understand why, you know? Um, now I can, you know, I can, I can associate a lot of like words to things now. Like I can be able to say, oh, that's what was happening. I was managing anxiety. Oh, and then that's why I was rambling and acting like a weirdo, you know? I just, <laughs> people was like, something wrong with that dude. Ah. But I didn't understand at the time. So when we were writing the song, I was just expressing my feelings on what so far I learned about love, you know, and I really one one of the main things I realized is that everybody don't have don't have the same view and perspective on what love is. You know, they some people use it. Um, for, first of all, some people use it. They don't operate within it. They don't be it. They don't you know, show it and, 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 and give it. Some people use it as a tool, you know, as a, as a, as a tactic, you know, and I've been taking advantage of a lot in life in the name of love. And I would just believe folks because they would just tell me that they love me or showed me that they love me or say anything to the point, oh yeah, we family, yeah, we cool. No, I got you. And I just believe folks. Cause you know I believe in the greater good. I used to believe in the greater good of people, but now it's like you I, said you used to. Yeah, <laughs> you gave up. <laughs> Fam, I saw I saw a quote on Instagram. It said um, a while back. It said I used to look out for people, but now I look out for people. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't trust people. I love everybody. I don't like people. You know, cause people you know they're so good at disappointing you. You know, that's like their best defining quality. You know, and I gotta work through that to make sure that it doesn't make me completely anti-social. That's why you really see me in, in here because I get weird when it's a lot of weird energy going around and I don't want to like be in nobody's way. So I just stay out of the way because, you know, it's real easy as an emotional person to just pop off and, you know, and apologize later. But I don't want to have that kind of reputation or effect on people, you know. So I, 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 through the years I learned, okay, like you just a little different. Like you can't be around everybody. You can't entertain all types of situations. You you have a challenge, you challenging time with managing that and navigating through that. So why don't you figure yourself out first, bro? Well, you what, you, what you're really talking about, and I'm glad now that this is 
become a more open conversation, especially in the black community, is about mm. mental health. Yeah. You know, that was something that was just very taboo to discuss. Right. But I think because you've seen more prominent people and even you um, just talking about how like you just realized you had to address issues you had left unaddressed. Yeah. That's very helpful to people because yeah. that's not something and especially as a black man growing up in Philly that you learn how to do. Yeah. And on top of that, I had, the, you know, the the blessed curse of being the artist. You know, and, and, and I say this all the time. I help do my best to help people understand that when you're an actively creative person, your your whole perspective on life is just different. You're operating out of a whole nother set of things that a person that just works a nine to five or lives, a, you know, a quote unquote regular life. You don't got to deal with all of that. You know, you could auto, autopilot your way through stuff because there's a system in place and you just dial in, you phone it in, you know, you know and you, you're successful. But when you're, you know, when you live this walk, it's very different. You know, there, a lot of the times there is no structure. It's, it's, it's challenging to have a structure. It's like you're trying to build a house on quicksand all the time. You know what I'm saying? In a hurricane, you know, in the eye of a storm. Like, it's, it's so weird. So, but people don't talk about this. Like, there is no, there's not a lot of, you know, reference towards this. You kind of sort of got to, like, figure it out as you go. So that's what the song Love was about, basically. It was like me trying to express, hey, I don't know what everybody else's take on what this love thing is, but it don't really seem like I, I'm like, I got the memo. You know, it's like an inside joke that nobody told me what the punchline was, and I'm always at the butt of it. So what's going on, <laughs> uh, love? I'm going to need some answers, man. Like, this is weird. So that's why I started off. That if you listen to the with with this in mind, if you listen to the song, it's like it's a all conversation. Make sense. Yeah. You know um, so we, uh, how were you when I just want to say it came out? I was twenty one. So twenty one. I think something like that. Yeah. So twenty one um, years old. You're obviously clearly this album was huge. Um, uh, you are basically learning how to be an adult at the same time your fame mm. is exploding. At the same time. Yeah. So what was that experience like? Very weird. Mm -hmm. Very weird. I didn't know. Now, I already had trust issues. That only furthered it, you know, only heightened it, you know, um, bordering on paranoia. You know, it took everything within me to really not be on some, they tried to out to get me, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I used to turn up on, on uh, I feel so bad. I used to turn up on journalists. All the time? <sighs> because it's like, dude. This person just asked me the same question. I know. You were right there. I know. It's one thing to do like this one-on-one, -on -one, but if we're doing like a like a whole little like like a press interview, run, yeah. and usually in the beginning, like you don't get one-on-one -on -one time one-on-one -on -one time because you're not really that special or important at the time. So you just kind of like in the circus of it. So you got like 20, 30, 50 people waiting to get their chance to ask you questions and record it, and they're all there. Like it's not, you're not sequestered on to like a quadrant in a room somewhere. No, we're all together in the same space. And everybody is asking the same questions. And I'm like, bruh, didn't you just hear me answer this question? <laughs> but they asked it differently. They changed the words. It's so the it's same different. question, though. <laughs> I know, it is. But, I, but this is like, I didn't have no prep time. Like, understand this. Just give you a real quick timeline. I started recording in the studio in November of 98. And that was actually the same background on the record for somebody else. It was actually for... Um, uh, a group, it was like a, a duo, twins uh, named Aries. They were um, they were the sisters of one of my managers at the time. Shout out to Aries. I haven't spoken to them in so long. Um, but, you know, the at the time, you know, it was at Jazzy Jeff Studios in um, uh, Touch of Jazz. 
that's the name of the studio, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff um, had a studio and one of the producers, engineers, he was a, he was a songwriter, producer, rapper, he's a jack of all trades kind of dude. Um, same guy that I wrote love with. Um, my managers at the time, I guess, had a relationship with them at, and it was like, yo, we can get you in the studio. I was like, okay, cool. Now, mind you, I haven't really ever recorded in the studio before, you know, I recorded somebody's crib and the booth was their closet, you know, it was, you know, ghetto shit, but, you know, <laughs> um, but this was the first time I actually recorded in like a real studio. So I was like, whoa, this is different. Cause I'm used to just singing on the street, just flat footed going, you know? So I had to hear myself different. Um, so um, I recorded back in, and, and he was like, yo, this is dope. I got, a, you got a nice, you know, nice sound, whatever. I got these ideas that I think are, you know, really crazy ideas I want to try out with you. I was like, okay, cool. So I would just keep coming back to the studio and he would just keep getting excited because I would just be like, oh, that's what you want to do? Okay, cool. And I would do it like, yo, that's dope. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because he was coming from, you know, a, a more of a rappy kind of like vibe. And I guess he couldn't find any artists, any singers that could sort of connect with the whatever he was trying to accomplish. Um, the whole rhythmic kind of like sing rappy kind of thing. And it came natural for me because that was already the, the, the type of time I was on, you know? Because I was always hip hop soul, like always, you know? And Just Friends came out of that. Uh, Girl Next Door came out of that. Uh, 17 uh, from my first album came out of that. A whole bunch of records came out. Like my first album is really my demo. It's, it's really my, people don't understand, you know? Um, that I thought I was gonna like, Listen to that, learn from that, and then go do better. You know, so when they told me that I got it, first I didn't know they were shopping a deal for me. I thought I was just going, you know, record. You know, back then CDs was popping, was folks was selling their own mixtapes. I was going to do that. Um, but I was recording at the time, and, you know, he was going crazy over these records. Mind you, this is like all through the end of 98, early 99. This is when I first started recording. No talks about A&Ring. No talks about image. No talks about, you know, what you're trying to, none of that. Like, there's no development process. There is no taking me around to this person and that person. There is no showcasing. There is no, like, education, you know? This is just, oh, just singing. Now, cool. I can do that, you know? And the songs were coming out really cool. I remember one time they played Just Friends at the club, you know, just randomly, you know, at you know, because you know people know people in Philly, and had got one of the DJs to play Just Friends, and people was responding to it. It wasn't even out; nobody knew who it was, and it was a good response. And I, I kind of got like, I was like, "Yo, this is cool," you know. But I never really like that was never really like my thing back then. I wasn't trying to be no big superstar. First of all, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I did know that I was good. Um, and I figured eventually it would be like a slow burn and I'll get to it at some point. So you got to imagine starting recording November of 98 and then around about December of 99, I get a phone call saying like, you know, there was a deal on the table, you know, for me at Dev Jam. And I was like, what? Like, how? Like, we didn't even have a conversation about this. But apparently they had a lot of confidence in me and they figured it out. And next thing you know, in February of 2000, I get a record deal. So there is not a lot of time to learn anything. My point is, 
so that when things started happening, everything was coming at me so fast, you know? Mind you, like, I'm still, like, couch hopping, house hopping, like, feeding and living off of people. I don't, my life is not together at all, you know? And then just like that, I'm a star, you know? People walking on, walking up to me, I'm, like, looking at them, like, what do you want? And folks around me like, oh, yo, they just want a picture. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, my bad. <laughs> you know, everything was like my, I felt it in my shoulders, you know, like, but again, I'm not understanding, like, what's happening. I'm still dealing with a lot of internal crap that I'm not realizing that I'm, I'm working through, you know. Um, so... What was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> you answered it. Don't worry about lost. it. Um, no, I mean, I was just asking you about like coping with fame because- look, Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So my career was my learning curve. You know, my first three albums was the hardest because I didn't know a lot, you know, and I learned, I got a crash course on how not friendly this business can be, mm. you know? And it's not, and a lot of people like to talk about their experiences from a very personal perspective and I know and I get it you know because it's emotional if it affects you on a deep level that you can take it that way but it's not it's not personal that's just the way that it's set up it's like the jungle is not out to get you it's just harsh you know the streets ain't out to get you it's just harsh it's just that's just the way of it you know so this business is the same way so what were those early harsh lessons you were starting uh, to learn? Because right after I just want to sing was just listen, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so what were what were you starting to pick up real quickly? Um, first thing immediately was that there's an already system in place. You're not finna reinvent the wheel, okay? Especially you think you are, and there are there are people that subscribe to it. That's why they're there, you know. So. You're not going to appeal to people that's literally getting paid to perpetuate the system. <laughs> they may identify with your ideas, but they're going to be like, but fam, I got a job, though. Like, so if that's what the label want, that's what we're going to do. And it's like, ah, OK. You know, so that's the first thing that I had to learn, um, which is fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, but I just didn't like the fact that ain't nobody tell me. I thought that, you know, it's, it's my way. I'm the artist. I'm special. So people going do what I say. Nah, you're just another cog in the wheel, bro. You know, you just, you just next up, you know. And it, that, that can be soul crushing, thinking that you're special and then learning that you're not. At least not to these people, you know. You're only as special as, as how much you're popping at the moment. And once you ain't popping no more, ah, like deuces but my sense of you know overachievement you know and my work ethic just wouldn't let it go so I was willing to push through you know triggers and trauma and all just push through because I was just that tenacious I I'm the kind of person that I when I focus on something like I just stay on it and I be consistent until I get there because I believe in the concept of progress and baby steps you know get you to the big steps so and that was just some reflex type shit because, like, that's how I came up, you know? You got to figure it out, bro. You got to be resourceful. You're not going to always have everything that you need, but you got to eat today. I know you ain't got no bread. You better go humble yourself and holler at somebody, like, figure it out, you know? Or, you know, if you got the time for it, go get a job, you know, which I didn't have the attention span for, you know? I just didn't. I just didn't. I tried. People hooked me up with jobs. Like, just come in. Here's a uniform. Put it on. 
I'd be like, cool, two weeks. I, I can't stand this shit, man. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be broke like, damn, I need a job, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was, a, bit of a, it was a weird cycle. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of us, are. every artist will have some kind of story like that. We're not built for nothing else. We're just not. We can try to be functioning citizens in society, but we just not built for that. We're just different. Our DNA code is just different. God just made us different. Not better, not worse, just different. Everybody got a special thing that, that they're good at. Us, the normal shit, we just don't do normal, you know? And a lot of us have a hard time dealing with that. We have so many things that's like, Telling us that we're not normal, you know? And some people celebrate it. Some like, yeah, you're right. And some other people's like, damn, why not? Why can't I just fit in? I just want to be normal. <laughs> like, fam, you can't. You just, that's not what you're here for. So after your first three albums, um, you took a break, right? It uh, wasn't intentional. The industry was changing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Around two, th uh, 2003, four, the industry was changing. You how, know what I'm saying? How was it changing? Well, the, the industry took a hit. It was a combination of things. You know, I'm sure most a lot of people talk about it. You had, you know, first you had, 9-11, which yeah. messed up everything, right? you know? And then you had, you know, digital downloading, you know? And, and the computer age was starting to pop, you know? That was the, the beginning of the, 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 the instigators for social media, you know? Sharing and all of that stuff was starting to get, you know, pop. Before, like, you literally had to go to a record store and buy something, you know, mom and pop stores was popping, you know, supporting them was 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 the business. But then when folks realized that they can just download it for free, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can I can I can get everybody's record for free. Good old Napster, right? That was good old <laughs> Napster. LimeWire. LimeWire, yeah. All these a, joints, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then when MySpace came around, people was just sharing stuff. Oh, I ain't gotta buy nothing. I could just go to somebody's profile and check it out and see whether I like it or not, you know? So it just started getting weird, you know? And there was no language for it, you know, as far as, you know, in contracts and things. Like, there was no no protection, no, no, no. Nobody anticipated it. Nobody, well, not everybody. There's some people, like, these contracts, it's like, look, for whatever in the future that may have, it's like, how could you have predicted that? That's so weird. So some folks are grandfathered in, but other people, you know, they just lost in the sauce. So I was over at Def Jam for the first three. And then um, the break happened because, you know, people was just trying to like gather their bands, trying to figure out what's going on. And then I was approached, you know, uh, by Kevin Lyles because he had left uh, Def Jam. He was like, yo, what you do? Feel about coming over here with me over at Warner? I was like, huh? It doesn't really matter to I me. Mean, it's when, uh, you know, Sean, Jay Z was over at. Um, uh, Def Jam. He was running Def Jam at the time. I was like, I'm not unhappy over here, but you know, in my mind, it's all the same. Like, I'm not doing what I want to do anyway. So yeah, it's just a gig, you know. I, however, I can get to the bag, whatever. And he was like, Cool, I, I'll get back to you. Maybe like a year and some change later, um, you know, he he had the uh, the idea of putting me on um, Atlantic, and and it was weird because it was a swap. <laughs> I think it was the first of, of ever. I don't think anybody ever's ever. I don't know if anybody's ever done it prior or since. Uh, but it was a swap um, uh, between myself and uh, Fabulous. You, you got traded. Yeah, we got traded. It was <laughs> got traded. Okay. Did they get draft picks? 
Is that what? <laughs> it's weird, right? Cash considerations? Yeah, like, what's weird. No, happen? no, no. None no, of that? Okay, no, no, all right. No, 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 no. Two picks and a player to be named yeah, later? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So, what, Atlanta? Def Jam got, uh, got uh, fabulous. And, and Atlanta got, got you. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that's what happened. I have never heard of that. I've never heard of it ever before <laughs> and ever since. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was very, like, my timeline is so ill. Like, it's so many, like, firsts and weird, like, ironic random things be happening and i'd be like cool bet so how did it happen for you and the folks be like, like that nah. never that never <laughs> i never got traded before that's like not a thing but, like what do you mean <laughs> but but were you was there was there any part of you that was i don't know kind of pissed off that that mm. happened or you were just like eh, whatever i was completely indifferent at the time okay you know what i'm saying because by then 2003 2004 i was over it you know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that I don't talk about because I know it has like a, a, a negative, dark connotation to it because people don't like to hear that from their artists that they like and has changed their lives and impacted them in such an emotional and like touching way. But there is a lot of, it's a lot of shit to make that sugar, bro. Like, it's a lot that, and I, and I, and I purposefully didn't like get into all of that because I didn't want to taint that experience with people. I don't want people you know, feeling like they just bought blood diamonds, like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to like tank that. But after a while, like, it's kind of hard to engage with people with them not knowing that because they look at you like something is wrong with you because you're not acting the way that they expect you to. But, but well, fam, because it's a lot of stuff that came with this. You know yeah. that I'm dealing. You don't. Thankfully, you don't have to deal with it. But I do. I gotta push through this. I got to do it with a smile. I got to act like it's okay and it's not, you know? Yeah, so if if you had it your way, mm. from the beginning, like what kind of, this is not to suggest you weren't in any way the kind of artist you wanted to be, but like if it was just really up to you, mm. what would you have been? Like what would you have come out the gate like as? I wouldn't have worn on them damn suits, <laughs> first of all, because that's not me like right. at all. Right. But, you know, you try stuff and... If it worked one time, you think it's going to work again? Like, I see pictures. If I Google myself, I see pictures. I'd be like, who the hell is that? Because that's not me, you know? And I, it's just this. I just see, you know, I just see myself differently, you know? Um, I couldn't I couldn't ever, like, watch my performances because in my mind, it sucked. Like, because, on, one, it, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And, two, even if, even though it wasn't what I wanted to do, at least, you know, I could do it and do it well and I didn't feel like I ever did it it's like a I had like a like a a dissociative personality complex like I just never identified with the person that was being presented but I understood the game like this is a game you gotta you gotta put on you know and you gotta act like you like it you know um so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have presented myself you know, with the, and and again, you know, I gotta make make a point to say, understand. Even though that is the case, I I am proud of a lot of things that I, of a lot of what I did because it did. I w even though I wouldn't have done a lot of those things, like oh wow, like I I would have never done that. But I'm grateful that I did do that because it impacted so many people the way that it did. You know, so sometimes. You know, divine intervention comes through and takes over, you know, because I mean, I'm not even saying like even if I did what I wanted to do, that it would have been better, but I would have felt better. You know what I'm saying? And I can say that not because I, I can just know because 
Because how do you know about something that you never did? I know because of what I did do and how I feel today. Yeah. You know? I was going to say fast forward to today, though, when you, I mean, you have your own um, label. And so my guess is, like, did, uh, did those experiences that you had as an artist, like, how has it shaped you now as somebody who's in control of, of themselves fully and totally? Well, for one, you know, when you say label, I don't want people thinking, like, it's this whole big building with a whole bunch of people. Like, no, it's definitely, like... Paid for out of my pocket, you know. It's really a thing where I don't want to be a representation of everything that I've been through that I that I experienced that I didn't like, that messed me up the way that it did, you know. And I'm still like I got, you know, PTSD about, you know. Again, I'm not out here trying to be on no victim shit. It's just you know you experience what you experience, and sometimes it's only when you come out of it or at the end of it that you realize. Oh, I'm not okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? But your experience is not unlike what you do hear from a lot of artists. They yeah. may not be public about it, yeah. but they will all tell you some variation of yeah, the yeah, story yeah. you just told. So I don't want to be this I don't want to be that to no one. You know what I'm saying? So my my whole approach is whatever I can do to help and support you in whatever way I'm going to do that. Um my objective is not to control you. My objective is not to even come across like I know better, even though I have a lot of experience. It's still subjective, you know, because it's my experience. Um, even though it can be, you know, um, it can be uh, confirmed and it can be supported and it can be, you know, whatever it, it can be. It's you. Everyone still has their own way of looking at things. They can choose to say, you know what, that's true. However, I mean, I feel like I can have another take at it because... They may. It's a different person. So I want people to feel like whoever I work with, like, dude, I'm not out here just trying to make you another me, you know? Um, I fully hear and listen uh, to what you have to say, and but you have to understand I can only cross-reference it with what I know, you know? Um, I do hope that even with that, even with my support and with the game I may put you on and inform you about, that you will still use your own sense of intelligence to be like, mm, eh, I don't know. Or rather, oh, wow, I ain't thinking about it like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's try it. You know, it's all it's open. Like, it's, this is not like a my way or the highway type thing. I'm not trying to get rich off of you. Whatever I deserve, whatever I earn, I expect that. However, outside of that, the rest is yours. I don't want your money. You know what I'm saying? Um, because the objective is to make you money. Um, it's not like I'm out here balling out of control that I don't need it. I could use the bread too, you know. But it doesn't make sense to take somebody else's money. Like it's crazy how that you got to say that. But you know, <laughs> it's even crazier. Like that's a that's a, a an accepted, celebrated, and normalized part of the culture. Like taking other people's money is weird. But it's not my place to judge. That's somebody else's hustle. Me personally, I'm not interested in that. You know, I'd rather make money for someone or help someone make money for them. Like if I'm gonna make money for myself, I, I, let me focus on myself. You know. Um, so it's called Soul Star Music Company, just because I didn't want to call it Soul Star Records. It sounds so typical. Um, it took me a while to come up with, well, if you're not call it records, what are you going to call it? You know, <laughs> uh, Production? No, I don't like productions. Uh, innocent? No, I don't like entertainment. Like Everybody and mama do that. Do something different. What's going to stand? Oh, music company, because that's what we are. We are a music company. Um, still in the baby stages, you know. Uh, first artist is going to be uh, Mila from 702. Mm -hmm. She's going solo. Um, 
Uh, who's also my baby mama? But uh, uh, we just trying I love to help you her. Slip that in there, like I was my baby mama. Don't <laughs> worry, I know you was going. Don't worry, I, I, I know you was going. Don't worry, oh, you was I going double back. Ask you, <laughs> you was going double back. Oh, I was that trying was to get getting that. introduced into the conversation. You, you I guess I can't get away. All right, like, you're not finna run my <laughs> show, bro. Uh, no, okay. Right. Well, um, but not just simply because of that, right? You know, she's actually really dope. You know, and. You know, I'm actually a fan of hers. I was a fan of her before I met her. Um, and I'm still a fan of hers. Uh, it's just dope that, you know, we were able to connect on that level and get romantic and have a child. And, you know, I guess, you know, and we're still working together. So it's really cool. Um, but the whole point is, is to work with anybody that I can, you know, um, that I can, I can actually assist. Now, it's not always going to make sense. Everybody's not a good fit. You know, there's a lot of people that are dope, but it's like, we just got two different ways of working. So cool, I'll support you from afar, you know? Um, but then you have other people, it just makes sense and it just works. It's not something that you can force. Creativity is not something that you can force. Relationships is not something that you can force. You can't force these things. Everybody be trying to force these things, trying to get people to act, well, if you just would, no. You don't get to determine that, man. You either, if you really rock with a person, you'll support them in any capacity that you can. Sometimes it may have to be from afar. You know, it's just like relationships. You may want to be with this person, but fam, if it ain't meant to be, it ain't meant to be. You can still love them and support them. They may need to be with somebody else. You may need to be with somebody else. But now I'm going to make this work. Yeah, then that's how you end up fighting for your whole relationship. <laughs> well, as uh, somebody told me a long time ago, um, sometimes love ain't enough, right? Thank you. Sometimes love is not enough. See, Thank you. See, this is why I don't write love songs because yeah. I might be way too pessimistic, but that's okay. Oh, no. No? No, you, 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 you kind of got it because okay. welcome yes. to my world. But, you know, yes. I, just, I just choose to – all I do is just I flip it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So – I consume it the way that I do. I process it and I'd be like, this sucks. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that. Exactly. I'm going to say what I would like for it to be. There you go. You know what I'm and saying? I say that and as that's some, where the songs come I from. I say that as somebody who's yeah. getting married in four months. Yeah, no. But you got to be realistic with yourself first. That yeah. way you can see it coming. It's the people that live in you know, fantasy land that get it messed up because it doesn't connect. The reality don't connect with the image in their mind and they can't reconcile that within themselves. The first thing you need to do is accept like, yo, this may not be forever, but I'm willing to figure it out as much as I possibly can. If you willing to do that too, then hey, we can get some, we can get some mileage out of this. If they might act, we might actually get there. But if you got a person just, you know, playing house in their head or, you know, trying to get, you know, the Disney package is like, bro, like, I don't know, fam. Like, you might be setting yourself up for failure because you won't be willing to deal with when it gets real. Because you're going to have these expectations like, nah, you you supposed to be blah, blah, blah. It's like, fam, I ain't supposed to do nothing but be me and die. That's it. <laughs> now, I'm... everything else is optional. <laughs> Loving you is optional, you know? So let's all just act accordingly and let's humble ourselves and appreciate it. Are you sure running a label is 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 what you do? Because you just really sounded like an awesome relationship expert. Don't right nobody listen to me talk, bro. They just want me, they just want me to sing. No, okay, man. okay. From the peanut gallery. Know. Okay. I don't know. All right, all right, all well, right. Well look, as you no. mentioned no. <laughs> as you mentioned. As as um, the great Barry White said, I am the guru of nothing. Well but watch that interview. He's trying to let it be like no, they probably like to peg me as a, I don't have it figured out. I don't. 
All you're hearing is the ramblings of a person trying to figure it out. And this is what I've learned so far. Well, that's it. We will all accept those ramblings for sure. Um, But like, I got more I want to talk to you about, especially your unique co-parenting situation, because I wasn't going to get to that. Um, And your son, Zach. You didn't didn't take my direction? like No, I didn't, because like I had more questions that I needed to ask. You're completely unbothered about that. Sorry, I am. And look at that. Mm. Look at that. I didn't even have to pay that man to do that. Mm. He dropped that right there. Anyway, we'll be back. pay for this? So we're going to talk about my fear. (laughs) No, we are. We're still going to talk about it. Oh, I'm getting to this bag. More with Music Soul Child coming up next. Let's talk about your co-parenting situation. Bam, out the gate. Out the gate. So, okay. but this is very unusual because you are you guys are co uh, co-parenting. Mm-hmm. You have your son Zach, mm-hmm. and you work together. Mm-hmm. How I thought that that wasn't even possible. Me neither. <laughs> right? Me neither. Me neither. So how do you? All but that's make what it I'm work? saying. Like anything is possible if you're willing. I love Mila, man. I never stopped loving Mila. However, loving a person doesn't guarantee a, you know, a comfortable working relationship all the time, at least not in the capacity that you may find ideal or, or want it to be. You may have to be willing to adjust. And that's what we had to do. You know, it's like, it's like the universe is like, oh, y'all love each other, huh? Watch this. Break up. <laughs> y'all still love each other? Right. Oh, okay, cool. Y'all know y'all got to manage raising a child and both of you are celebrities, right? Oh, and by the way... Work together, too. You know, it's like life will keep throwing challenges at you. And if you bought that life, you're going to keep rising to the occasion. And every time it presented itself, even when it got weird, it got dark, it got crazy, you know, we was beefing. We ain't like each other. Well, more so she ain't like me. I I never not liked her. But Okay. Did you deserve to be not liked? <laughs> it all depends on how you look at it. Okay. You know, I didn't go out of my way to be a piece of shit. You know, my intention wasn't to you know, inconvenience her in any way or hurt her or cause her any kind of, you know, pain. However, when you're dealing with certain things that you're not prepared for, you know, you don't know all the answers and you may not make the right moves all the time, it can rub a person, you know, in in the wrong way. And those things accumulate, you know, if you're not providing any kind of like clarity, you know, if you're still not sure about yourself, but you're trying to act like you're good because you're supposed to be the man and all of that, you know, like... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it's my first child, first real relationship. I mean, not to, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, dismiss or denounce any other prior relationships. It's just that this was the first actively serious, you know, sustained relationship that I had at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I was learning a lot about myself. Again, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of pack- unpacking that I had to do that I didn't realize. You know, because I never had to deal with it because it was just it was before her. It was just me, you know. Yeah, I had situations, but I, it was in and out. You know, it wasn't really I didn't really stick around that much because I was just, I was constantly distracted. But she was the first time I saw, you know, I, mean, I try to focus on this a little bit. I might need to act like I'm a part of a relationship, like for real, for real this time. And, you know, I got a lot of things wrong. You know, we've we've since talked about it. And we, we came to an understanding about a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it all depends on how you look at it, you know. Never did I go out of my way to hurt her. Never did I, never, I was never disrespectful. I was never, you know, none of that, you know. Um, 
but I can see how emotionally it could be taken and they can feel like, you know, ouch, like, ouch, like, what are you doing? You know, um, certain things weren't reciprocated, you know, uh, on a, on a, on an emotional level because I just didn't have it. And I didn't realize that I didn't have it, you know, um, being looked at and having, you know, expectations of a person being a certain way, especially if you, you know, if your career, you writing love songs or whatever, you know, people expect you to be a certain way, not realizing like, first of all, that's my job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, those things may be true, but there's more to me than that. You know, I do have bad days. I'm not always the good guy because I'm dealing with some crap that I'm not even realizing that I'm dealing with. Sometimes I may be intense. I may come across like I don't care. I may be aloof and not present, like, you know, but none of this is to make you feel like you're not important. It absolutely, absolutely has nothing to do with you. So you shouldn't take it personal, you know? And even she admitted to it, like, you know what? At the time, I didn't know how to take it. Like, it was weird. You got to understand where I'm coming from. My perspective, like, yeah, I get it, which is why I never had a problem with you. It was never you. It was just me and the situation that just so happened to concern you. You know, it, it could have been anybody else. It was it was you, though. So and I apologize. You know, I may not have been able to say it at the time because I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. You know, and I may hadn't haven't been doing anything deliberately, but you don't have to mean harm to do harm, especially in, in circumstances where emotions are involved. You know, you don't know how a person is affected by what you say and do, even though you didn't mean it. Like, you know, so. I think by us being willing to talk, being willing to go through it and express our feelings and listen to each other, that we were able to find, oh, well, that's all it was. <laughs> okay, so so what you're saying is we still love each other. Like, yeah, we still love each other. I just, I just thought that was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and we just never talked about it, so it became a problem, you know? Um, but yeah, this is definitely a balancing act. Um, um, how do you, know, you how do you how do you keep though from the separating the personal from the I don't know yeah, like to be honest I really don't know I don't have I don't I don't I don't I don't have the answer to that question It's just something that you just you just figure it out as you go It's it's, it's like a it's a graceful freestyle You know um, I don't really You just respond It's it's, it's like a lot of little micro responses. You know what I'm saying? And you just, and again, even now, like sometimes, you know, we don't get it right. You know, there's a little a little moment happening. It's like, oh shit, what just happened? You know, and we talk about it and we iron it out. It's like, okay, cool. And we back cool again, you know? So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. You know, when we're, we're not together, but we love each other. We're still friends. We're dead. We're like the best of friends. Um, we co-parent. Um, we respect each other's space. Um, why does this sound like half crazy? I don't know why this sounds... Why yo, does this ill. sound like half That's crazy? That's so ill. All of my <laughs> songs are so prophetic, bro. I'm like, when I find myself living, I'm like, yo, this is so-and-so right now. <laughs> like, I'm half crazy in myself right now. Like, am I being half crazy right now? Like, yeah, so many of my songs are like that. <laughs> so many of my songs are like that. Like, I, I start living songs that I've written like way back in the day. Like my last album, Feel the Real. Oh my God. It's so many records on that album that I'm like, bro, 
I wrote this five years ago. And didn't know it. This is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so yeah. a lot I of people- I feel like any moment now, you're gonna be like, we used to chill, yeah. we used to yeah. hang. Like, yeah. we about to Damn, do I just want my friend back. <laughs> I just want yeah, my friend back. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's oh, a song oh, like that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But these songs are, but, that, but this is why I call what I do hip hop soul because it, it, it more closely resembles those concepts of songwriting and presenting, you know, musical creativity. R&B is a little more focused, you know what I'm saying? It's more romanticized, you know what I'm saying? On, on the whole spectrum of romance, you know, from, from you know, courting to the get down, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's localized to that type of, you know, or, you know, or, you know, the breakup, you know, like anything that's concerning that. Soul music is way more broad, you know, it's, it's, it's socially charged sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's party, you know, music, you know, or it's just music, just, you know, talking about regular whatever, you know, you can talk about your favorite cereal, like who knows, who cares, you know what I'm saying? It's not intended to always be sexy, you know, trying to, you know, get the draws. Or <laughs> trying, it's not always about that, you right. know, it's just about making good music, you know? Frank Beverly Mays, he's got a song called Happy Feeling. Like, this is, it's just, I just want to make music for the sake of making music, where it's not necessarily targeted to anything in particular. It's just something cool yeah. to do and sing and say and have and perform and, and rock to and groove to. So, you know? so with uh, with that being said, what, what is your what's your take or, or what do you feel R and B that R and B hip hop like kind of combination mm. is is right now? Because you see it. It's funny because when we were talking off air and you were saying like a lot of people have difficulty calling you hip -hop um, a hip hop, a hip -hop yeah. soul artist, but I feel like that's kind of what I see a lot of now. Well, um, well, today today's hip hop soul is heavily influenced, um, predominantly that is. Um, there's, there's a few select people in different pockets, but predominantly is heavily influenced by you know the sound of the South, you know. But it's specifically Atlanta. Um, so you have a lot of like trap R and B hybrids. Yes, you know that's that's or you even go as far as trap soul. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that. You know, shouts out to Bryson Tiller. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there's a lot of trap soul music because it's convenient. You know, it's very simple. It doesn't require a lot. Not to be mistaken for not having substance. But it doesn't require a lot. It's it's a vibe. It's not even like a. It's a vibe. It's a frequency that you're tapping into. You know, it's, it's you're just more so emoting. You know, it 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 is it, it's not skill driven. It's not that technical. You know, which is cool because it makes it user friendly. You know, you don't have to be. You don't have to know a lot. All you have to know is what you feel, and if you know yourself, then you know that you like this. You know, so it's a very convenient wave to ride. You know, anybody and their mama could do that. You know, again, not to dismiss it as something that's not, that's not nothing. It's something, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, depending on what mood you're in, you know, it just hits you a certain way. Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich hits you different when you're hungry. You know, it ain't much to it, but hey, you know what I'm saying? So... I think that that's what's the reason I would attribute what makes it so prevalent right now because anybody can do it. Any like literally anybody can do it. It doesn't take a lot of time. 
and you can you can you know you can do your thing you can you know get it off your chest you can you know but it again you got to throw it to hip hop because that's what hip hop was hip hop was you have a lot of people who had the who had who had the, the music thing you know but they they couldn't like really play an instrument they couldn't really sing they couldn't really dance but you know you uh, you could talk you know and if you could talk you could rap you know and bars wasn't always on point but at least it's an opportunity where i can be rhythmic enough where i can you can feel it you know and then it just evolved and it just connected with people and then it was a voice of a generation but if you notice hip hop spawned from soul music because that's what it was dj's taking soul music or old soul music records or r&b records for that matter but it's you know the reason why i reference soul music is soul music and funk music because you know it it was it had more of a rhythm to it you know, and you can loop it, you know, and you had the B-boys and the B-girls that would dance over the breaks. That's why they call it, that's where the B comes from. And that's a whole thing that a lot of people don't even consider when they talk about hip hop. You got a lot of people don't even consider that. Most people, when you say hip hop, they just think rap. That's it. You know, but hip hop, you know, just like soul, it, it, it's been categorized as a genre of music, but it's really a lifestyle. Hip hop is a way of thinking, you know. Soul is a way of thinking, is a way of being, is a way of carrying on. It's a, it's a, it's what we we'll call swag or juice or whatever you want to call it, drip. Like it's, it's that's what it is. It's just different iterations of that. Those are the, the descendants, you know, of, of hip hop and soul. You know. So would you consider, would, would Chris Brown fit into that category? Yes, but Chris is 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 in my opinion is actually more than that. More than that, okay. You know, because he. Throughout his timeline, he's he's touched on a lot of things, you know. Just like, I don't think it's fair to just call me R and B because I do more than R and B. I don't think it's fair to just call Chris hip hop soul because he does more than hip hop soul, you know. He's he's transcended a lot of levels, you know, and he's a he's a very creative individual. So his his main suit may be music, but that is an all around creative dude, you know that. People may not even always be able to quantify or identify because it's so foreign to them, you know, but he embodies creativity in so many ways. It's 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 crazy. You know, he he himself is a work of art, you know, and it's a lot of people out there like that. They don't have the, the same platform or the same shine, but they're living that life. This people, this is life for people. This ain't a gig. This ain't a bag mission. This is life. I'm not doing nothing. I have I have nothing else to do. <laughs> this is not my side hustle. This is this is my everyday. This is me every day. You know, this is what you what you see when all of when I go through all of my modes and all of my emotions, and it's not always going to be pretty. And you may not even like me. You may want to mute and cancel me, but it's me. You're not. It's not. You're not going to stop it, like because I'm I'm along for the ride myself. You know what I'm saying? And not just him. Everybody, myself. Everybody goes through that. Especially that's why earlier I said. As an active creative person, man, this thing is a roller coaster. We don't always know, and we gotta manage it the best that we know how. And sometimes it gets the best of us. This is not an excuse or a justification. It's just the reality. You can either choose to understand that or not. But all of us ain't all wrapped up too tight, 
you know? You pissed a lot of people off oh, when a few years ago when mm. you changed your name. But or I didn't you, change my you name. You didn't change your name, I and should that, say. You no, had no, an alter but ego. I'm, but I'm glad that you said it that way because that therein lies the problem. Right, because people thought it was a name change yeah, and it wasn't. if they were paying, this is why I'd be like, <laughs> people don't pay attention. Because I went on a whole press run doing my best to educate people. Hey, you guys, this is not a name change. This is just something else. That's it. And to, and, and to, and to uh, support that, I went on to put out two albums as Music Soul Child after it, just to say, hey, I didn't stop being <laughs> Music Soul Child. This hustle thing is called The Hustle, by the way. Right. It's, and it's ironically because that was my side hustle, you know? And plus, there was the wave of everything we were just talking about, the trap soul. That was my way of getting into the trap soul wave because I saw that that was what people were responding to. So I said, hey, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't have a chance to become anything. And a lot of people didn't understand. I didn't have it figured out. It was a fun project because I just wanted to, you know, excite myself, give myself a, a reason to be motivated. So I said, hey, I got this crazy idea. I'm going to do something new and I'm going to do it live. I don't know what I'm doing. What will he do next? You know what I'm saying? But at least I had a, I had a demographic that I was trying to like, you know, cater to. And now everybody mom is doing it. It's like, oh, wow, now y'all love You're it. You're ahead oh, of your time. Cool. Uh. <laughs> and the other thing about it is there's a lot of things that I never moved on like that because in my mind and what I was being told, now nah, you got to stay in this lane. So going back to what I said before, like, yeah, I'm, I'm type frustrated a little bit because I passed up on a lot of things in the name of servicing my audience, servicing my core demographic or my, my fan base or whatever the case may be, that if I would have... Ain't no telling where I would have been. But, you know, I'm not bitter. It's water under the bridge. I'm still here and I can still do it. But it just goes to show, like, it's important that if you if you support an artist, if you like an artist, you should be willing to support their journey. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you, whatever you don't like is whatever you don't, don't, don't subscribe to that channel. But don't, like, neglect and dismiss what you do like because it's still there and intact. That's what I was saying. Music Soul Child is still going to be there. Like, I'm not going to get rid of Music Soul Child. This is not stopping Music Soul Child. I'm not ending Music Soul Child. We're not killing them off in this episode and then return to the next episode as, well, I was technically, actually, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what's happening. Right. You're can't. not Game of Throning. I'm not Game um, of Throning Music, music Soul, Soul Child. Child. Just you know what I'm saying? Know. This is not it's the It's not wedding. Daenerys. This is yeah. not Daenerys. Look at that. See? Okay. You now you speak my language. You know what I'm saying? So... But people, for whatever reason, never got that. So I said, you know what? Let me just stop, bro, because y'all turn, y'all making it weird now. <laughs> y'all making this weird. It was supposed to be fun, but y'all making it weird. But then I see there's a part of me that's like uh, kind of, you know, angry about that because like you should be able to do. Um, yeah, you yeah, should. You figure. You, you should figure, be able to do what you, you want to do. Nah, nah. It was like, <laughs> nah, it wasn't having it. Right. And the excuse was because you're so great. Wait, what? <laughs> what if I'm so great I should be able to multitask and do more than one thing, right? No? Oh, okay. But I'm your fan. I'm your biggest fan. So you should support anything that I do. Like, y'all not, I don't think y'all are listening to yourself, or at least y'all don't think y'all understand what, what it is that you think you're saying. You know, now, don't get me wrong. There were some people that was rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? It's just that. The, the the voices of the others were louder. louder yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now now to play devil's advocate, do you do you lose that argument? Because um then I think after that, that's when you put out your your first independent 
project, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. the one you got nominated for a Grammy for. I got nominated for a Grammy for the song. For the song, for the single Correct. I do. From, I do. From Life on Earth. <laughs> but then Feel the Real, the album got nominated. Nominated too. You know so what then saying? that's obviously those no, albums. No, because, because that was. Is a disclaimer at the risk of sounding, you know, on my own. And by the way, I'm loving the fact that you're you know, not nominated for I Do. <laughs> you know I know, that's funny. Um, you know, at the risk of sounding like, you know, like I'm on my own shit, you know what I'm saying? Please don't get, don't your get it twisted. It's your shit, be on it. Yeah, but, but, but I, don't, I don't want that to be misconstrued. Like, mm. I've always been confident in myself. I've always been confident in myself. Not because I thought that whatever egotistical thing that you might want to associate with that with that you know mindset it's just that i'm you can get to a place in yourself that you don't okay i know that i can do that you know what i'm saying so everything that i did with the hustle and i put out another one you know and i said this on a, on, on the breakfast club actually that's like Think of it like this. People put out albums, they put out projects. I'm putting out personalities because that's how compartmentalized I had to be in order to function as Music Soul Child and not to have all of this other stuff bleeding into it that would confuse you guys because what inspires me is more than what, way more than what y'all have been getting. Way more than what y'all have been getting. You know what I'm saying? So, I said, you know what, let me just chill on everything else so that I can focus on this one lane and try to build a reputation for that. And then maybe later on down the line, people will be like, okay, what else you got? But that never happened. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm going to stop waiting for a green light and I'm just going to green light myself. You know what they say, you got to sometimes ask for forgiveness and not permission. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I didn't ask for permission and I did it and I'm not asking for forgiveness. Because I'm, I'm, I, I refuse to accept that that was a dummy mission. It just probably didn't, you know. Well, definitely wasn't presented effectively. I'll give you that. Um, I might have wanted to. I probably should have given it more thought. But I thought that it would be fun if we can all take this journey together. But everybody wasn't on board. It was like we don't get it. That's half the. That's half the. The fun, like we can figure it out together. We don't want it. You don't even know what it is yet. What do you mean? But I like, I like the other one. It's still there, but we're doing this too. But why you got to change? I'm not changing. I'm actually giving you more. But why would you stop? I didn't stop. You know what? How about this? Let me give you more so I can see. So I knew that at some point people will be like, oh, wow, cool. That's dope. So you're still doing this. Okay, cool. All right, well, what was you saying about the other thing? They never came back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Again, now you have some people that do. Yo, when's the next hustle project coming up? And I just let them know, like, bro, I got to work on that. That's under construction. I don't know. I got to, like, figure that one out. You know what I'm saying? And then there's another one called Purple Wonder Love that I did absolutely nothing with. And everybody's like, oh, we love this one. Like, bro, y'all got to make up y'all mind, yo. Well, it's just always interesting about who we allow to evolve and who we don't. Right? Oh, because y'all, cause y'all have the thought. Okay, cool. Go ahead. No, but Please it, tell no, me more true. about what I need to do with myself. <laughs> no, you don't need to do anything. But it's just amazing how the public yeah. allows certain people to evolve yeah, and yeah. certain people not to evolve. And yeah. I feel like probably, um, you know, people who... Um, you know, make the kind of music that you became known for, mm-hmm. soap opera stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they never allow them to be. I know. Because I, I don't know I, why I'm not, that but, is. But I'm the type of person, see, like, I always had a problem with bullies growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like being bullied. 
You know what I'm saying? I have a real problem with bullies. You know what I'm saying? I think it's wrong. It's just wrong. Like you're not finna, you know, terrorize me, bro. Let let's fight. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's 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 lightweight, you know, terrorism. Yeah, but well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to, at, to at, be something. I have to be fearful of my career if I want to grow. Right. Like that's that's kind of messed up. Well, that's why I said it's amazing what they allow some people to do versus others. Because, like, okay, like Jay Z. Jay Z is not still rapping about the same things he, he was rapping. Can't. He, he can't because he's too rich. Come and on, man. Nobody would man. believe him. He can't rap about you know being on the corner that anymore because no he sense. ain't been there, right? But what if? But what if people's like, yo, man, you need to put out reasonable doubt too, man. When you gonna do? It? I know, like, you must be kidding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. It's amazing that certain people are allowed this evolution, I and certain people. See, nobody ever saw him doing an album like the. Like yeah, saw I know. That. I know. <laughs> right? But see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that allowance. Yeah, the concept of allowance. You're right. You don't have the authority to allow me. You're not authorized to allow me to do anything. I know you support what I what I do, and you 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 do fund this operation in some capacity, but it doesn't give you ownership. You that's own the, the copy. That's, that's the keyword. You own the copy. Yeah, that's the keyword. You know what I'm saying? It's ownership. But what I do with the master is up to me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But it's fair barter. Like, I made it for you to buy it. Like, so we both put in. You put your hard-earned money. I put my hard-earned energy into it. I don't know if that checked yeah. out right. But you, you get what I'm saying. I do. It's a conditional relationship. Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a you know, it's, it, it's fair. Mm-hmm. I did the work. You want it, you pay for it. That's what I did it for. Cool. Let's now go our done. separate ways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't no, hey, by the way, um, so what, y'all, what I want you to do on the next one, hey fam, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Don't 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 pitch in, bro. Don't be coming out your cup now. Like, fam, you did not put in on this. You know, I, I'm not interested in your opinion. Thank you for your input. Thank you. And see, this is why you were a perfect guest for this podcast because uh. you definitely are unbothered and I'm, yeah, I'm here for I all do my of best it. <laughs> I do my best to be this thing that people enjoy me to be but it gets very real over here you know what I'm saying and <laughs> well, I and I have to I have to navigate through that because I know how off-putting it could be for some people who not prepared for it well it's never off-putting for me and in fact um how I close out every podcast um I feel like you definitely would be somebody who um, would have a vibe with this very concept. It's coming up next, our final segment, with um, something I call, fuck it, I'm bothered. Okay? (laughs) 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 That's how I close it out. Okay. Every podcast is when Mm. I let loose about some things that I need to get off my chest, that I need to say to these people out here. You don't want to do that, (laughs) man. They can handle it. I've gone off on everything from parking lot spaces to the president. But um, don't worry, music. Thank you so much for being here for spending this time with me. Oh, no, you were thank you. phenomenal. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I hope people listening out there understand that you know when you're a creative person 
And when you have put out some of the work that you've put out, that it's always a price to be paid. Yeah. And people don't. In one don't, capacity or in another. In one capacity or another. People don't understand. You know, it's like. Well, they, it's they not love designed. The it's picture. Not, it's not designed for you to feel that. You no, know? You it's not. You can't let them see you sweat. No, you, you know can't. But sometimes they got to know. That you do. Yeah, and, right? and, and you do it in times like these, I guess. Correct. Because you know, leave it up to me, I'll be popping off everywhere. <laughs> at this point, and it's weird because literally, and it's literally just really just happened recently. Like the, the, the whole fucking unbothered shit, like that's, I'm perpetually in that state right now. <laughs> that's why they're, you know, because, but I, I do my best to try to like release on them first so that y'all don't get it. But it's, it's so much now. You just got to let it go. It's so much. Yeah. It's I so got much, it. you know, so. I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to do this in the control setting because, you know, I'd be around and, you know, I'd be getting it off my chest and, you know, folks be looking and I'd be like, I'm sorry. I wish that I cared right now. <laughs> I really, I really do wish that I, but I really don't at this point because you, you can only push a person, you know, but so far before, you know, either they break or they, they clap back and it's clapback season now, you know, like everything in real time. Something happened. I was like, Hey, you know, I, it comes out. You got to hear about it. All right. We'll be clapback season uh, next, or rather, fuck it, I'm bothered season. Yeah. Uh, that's coming up after the break. So my man Van Lathan over at TMZ tweeted recently that, and this is a direct quote, Brussels sprouts have had the greatest glow up of the last 10 years. Of that, I would agree because 10 years ago, I don't remember people talking so openly about how much they love Brussels sprouts. Now, before I go on, let me just state for the record, Brussels sprouts are awful. They're eaten only by communists and degenerates. I hate them with every piece of my soul. So when Van tweeted that, I replied with the following tweet. If the choice were eat a plate of Brussels sprouts, save the human race, I tell all of y'all, well, we had a good run. And of course, as soon as I said that, here comes Brussels sprout hive. Now, if this nasty ass vegetable is your thing, then do you, you heathen. But fuck it, I'm bothered by the fact that these Brussels sprout enthusiasts won't let me just dwell in my hatred. As soon as I said how much I hate Brussels sprouts, here y'all go. Have you had them sauteed? Have you had them grilled? Have you had them with Parmesan cheese? Have you had them in truffle oil with cheese and baby elbows? Have you had them boiled in black blood with lemon and vinegar? People, I have had Brussels sprouts every which kind of way. And you know what? I still hate them motherfuckers. I have never been one of those people who says they don't like something, especially when it comes to food, without actually trying it. So please leave me alone about these damn Brussels sprouts. They suck, period, with a T. Stay unbothered. Jamel Hill is Unbothered is produced by Spotify Studios and Unbothered Inc. and recorded and edited by Rich Burner and Cadence 13. Ashley Van Horn is our head of talent. Evan Dick is our executive producer. Jesse Burton is the executive producer for Spotify. And Denise Holly is the program manager. Our theme music is provided by Corey Greenleaf and Ben Darwish. You can find more from me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel Hill. 